Welcome to the first edition of this video. Again, this is the pre-test listening part A of the TOEFL ITP course. If you are joining for the first time, I just want to say thank you so much. Again, if you guys haven't already heard, uh, the course is going to be launching coming up really soon. Uh, as a matter of fact, it has already launched and it's only $30 up until January 1st, just because I'm uploading the content just like this as I go on. So it would be ridiculous if I charge full price if I was still uploading the content. But just in, you know, again, pre-sale, pre-course, pre-launch, whatever pre you want to put there, um, this is the beginning of it. So with this pre-test listening part A, obviously you have the audio in the course, and then you have the 30 questions, which is on the document. So what I have here is the audio up here to the top right-hand corner, the TOEFL ITP pre-test pre -test listening part A, 30 questions, 30 of obviously in the audio, 30 questions down here. Not exactly sure how many I'm gonna do because this is just a pre-test. And for the pre-test, my goal isn't to break down everything for you to understand. That's what the remainder of the course is. Now doing the post-test and all the questions, okay. Uh, I might do all the questions, obviously, in Part B and Part C because it won't be too long, but let's just see how we go, all right? So in saying that, here we go. We got to break this down, okay? I don't, for those of you who are listeners and, you know, are listening to the audio aspect of this, I don't want you to obviously, um, uh, you know, to look at the questions. It'd be good that if you don't even look at the questions, now some of you, you pay so much attention to the questions that you just forget entirely what's going on in the you know in the audio so i want to make sure that you guys do not do that that's number one number two this is excellent practice for you to just practice that listening to get the overall gist and the overall idea so that you could go back to it and just say okay i know exactly what this is boom there's the answer so with that being said let's go into this so here we go number one I like your new bicycle. As a matter pedal. of fact, I, oh, no, no, just in case, I'm not even sure. Okay, I'm just making sure I'm sharing the sound. I just wanted to make sure. So and it, let me just go back one more time because the audio is a little bit less for some reason. And again, no, actually, we're good to go. All right, so here we go. Let's go back into it and let's fire. Number one. I like your new bicycle, Helen. Thanks, but it isn't new. I had my old one repainted. Okay, so here we go. The man compliments and says, I like your new bicycle. She says, thanks, but, so that means she's gonna complain about something. So we're trying to see, okay, what is she trying to say here? She said it isn't new. She had the old one repainted, right? And so what I'm focusing on here, I'm hearing what the guy's saying, I'm picking up, okay, like new bicycle, three words. Now, out there in America, you're able to take notes, apparently, in part A, B, and C. This is what I'm hearing from some of the students who do the test online. Out here in Thailand, you cannot take notes. So you need to figure out both, uh, both methods and both ways to contact your ETS center and your testing center, whatever it may be, so you understand exactly what are the do's and don'ts of taking the TOEFL so you can adapt. Because we don't want to you know, be so compliant and, hey, let me just take notes, notes, notes. The next thing you know, you go to your test center, you can't take notes. It's going to be a disaster. So make sure you know exactly at your test center what the do's and don'ts are, all right? Thailand is totally bif uh, different. Oh, Bangkok is totally different from fight uh, Fayetteville out there in Arkansas, all right? So in saying that, 
going back to the question at hand. He says, I like your new bike. She says, thanks, but. So with that, but we're signaling contrast. And that's the idea that we want to focus on. She said, it's not new. She had the old one repainted. So she said, it's not new. And it's after the but. So we could quickly eliminate A, it's brand new. Because it's not. She said that it wasn't. Okay. Now, again, we're looking at the idea around it. Like, okay, going back to what it very, be... very quickly, just to make sure. Thanks, but it isn't new. It I isn't had new. my old one repainted. Okay, not repaired, repainted. So she had an old one repainted. Not repair, but repainted. Now, obviously repaired and repainted, if that caught you off guard and you thought B, wrong. B, she's just repaired it. It's not about it being repaired. It's about the new bicycle, okay? And she had the old one repainted is what she had said. So what you really need to do and focus on at all times is the, okay, got to make sure that we don't get words confused. And this is all part and what's going to be coming up in the course, especially too, how we could avoid these distractors. But she said repainted. That's the core idea. B, she just repaired it. No. C, someone painted it. Correct. She just had it painted. She's not saying that she painted. She said she got it painted. Therefore, someone else should have painted it for her. D, it has just been sold totally off topic. Are you guys following me? What can be said about Helen's bicycle? So this is kind of like an inference question, which is we're going to be discussing in the course coming up very soon. Number two. Let's dive in as soon as it gets to number two. Number two. Normally you have six seconds. Will that be cash, check, or charge? I'm going to write a check, but I just realized I left my checkbook in my car. I'll be right back. Okay, so here we go. Will that be cash, check, or charge? I'll write a check, but here we go. He left his checkbook back at the car. He'll be right back. That's me picking up, okay. Cash, check, or charge? It'll be a check. Oh, but I forgot my checkbook. I'll be right back. So here we go. What will the man probably do next? He's going to go to his car to get the checkbook. And without looking at the answers, and I didn't even glance at them yet, I'm still looking dead into the camera right here, right now. Now I'm going to look down and look at the answers. A, give the woman cash. No, he's going to write a check. B, go to his car. Answer. C, return some merchandise. Absolutely not. There is nothing in terms of merchandise being returned. Nothing that was said, okay? The main focus is the check, and the check is it there. It's, it's in his car. And number four, use his credit card. No, he went back to his card to get the checkbook to come back. Charge meaning card, all right? So B, what will the man probably do next? Go to the car, all right? Let's go into number three. And let's bang this next one out. Let's see what we got here. Number three. All right, just get warmed I'll up. I'll never be able to get through all these books on Professor Gray's reading list. But Mark, not all of them are required. What does the woman tell Mark? Okay, so here we go. Books not required. That's the main idea. It sounds like he's complaining. I'll never be able to get all these books and blah, 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 waiting list. She said, wait, but Mark, meaning you don't have to do that. All of these books aren't required. That's the idea. 
What is the woman, you know, saying to Mark? What is she trying to say? That he doesn't have to wait and get on the waiting list and be frustrated about books. A, he shouldn't have thrown away the list. It's not about that. It's about books. The main idea is about books. B, he doesn't have to read all the books. Maybe. C, all of the books on the list are required. No, she said not required. Not all of them are required. And D, some of the books are available now. So we have B, he doesn't have to read all the books. And D, some of the books are available now. Now, the thing is, she said not required. All of these specific books are not required, meaning he doesn't have to read all of the books. It has nothing to do about the availability because obviously he's frustrated because a lot of them are not available. But then she says, hey, look, Mark, guess what? Not all of these are required. You're literally worrying about something that you should not be worrying about. That is the answer. B, he doesn't have to read all the books. All right, I hope you guys are following me, uh, following me here. Number four, <sighs> here we go. So again, you're seeing how I break this down. This is what you have to be. Be very intentional about how you're gonna execute and dissect Number these questions. Number four, was there anything you didn't like about the novel? Only that it was too short. Okay, there it is. Was there anything you did not like? Only, only what? Too short, meaning it was a very short novel. So number four, let's look at the, Let's listen to the question. What's the woman imply about the novel? It was too short. So you got to understand what too short is. Now, she enjoyed it very much. She did. Okay. But it was too short. She thought it was too long. Opposite from too short. She thought it was boring. She did not say that. She only liked the ending. She did not say that. Now, this is tricky because there is no, she thought it was too short. She thought it wasn't long enough. That was the answer that I was actually like, like I was aiming for. Okay, she thinks it wasn't long enough, but it was, it's not even there. So what we have to do is eliminate the bad answers. D, she only liked the ending? No. C, she thought it was boring? No. B, she thought it was too long? No, she thought it was too short. So A, she enjoyed it very much is the closest answer. The other three are much worse. TOEFL ITP can be very tricky with this. So you better be very careful in choosing your answer. So now going down to number five. All right, so you saw how this is a little bit tricky, a much different question. So this is why inference and implication questions we're gonna be going over in the course, all right? <sighs> okay. Number five. Let's do it. Should I fill out this form with a pen or a pencil? Pen, what pencil. difference does it make? What does the woman mean? Okay, so this is a little tricky because obviously out there in America, yes, this is something that we always say. And these are just like smart elect comments, right? These are people just trying to pull your leg, trying to make a joke of you. Like they're not giving you a straight answer. He said, can I fill it out with pen or pencil? She said, what difference does it make? That means it doesn't matter. She could have just said, Oh, it doesn't matter either or that would be fine. But instead she says, what difference does it make? Making it very, very complicated, being very sarcastic and the man's gonna get angry at her. So that's besides the point. The point is we're looking at number five. A, either a pen or pencil can be used without even looking at that answer. That's it right there. That's the answer. 
B, it's not necessary to fill out the form. No, it is necessary. It had nothing to do with the unnecessariness of not filling out the form. No, he must fill it out, but he's trying to figure out pen or pencil. The main idea is the pen or pencil, not the filling out the form. Take out B. C, she doesn't have either a pen or a pencil. He said, should I fill this form out with a pen or a pencil? She said, what's the difference? It's not about her possessing a pen or a pencil. And A, pen is better than a pencil. Nope, wasn't even inferred either. So the answer would be either a pen or a pencil can be used. All right, see how I'm, I'm, boy, I'm telling you, I'm just taking and picking these apart. This is how you're Number going six. to do it. This new computer. Oh, well, you know what? I think I just zoomed ahead for some reason. Oops. All right. Well, I'm going to have to hurry up and go back down. I didn't have that little thing on my Word document. Damn it. All right. So here we go. <sighs> Let's see what number this one is. Is this number, are we going to play it? Number five. Okay. Number five. Should We're I fill out this form with yep, a... yep, 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 yep. So I'm going to go to two minutes and four number seconds. Number six. Here we go. This new computer software is really easy to use. Easy. Isn't it though? Aha, what does the this man... is an agree or disagree sentence. What does the man mean? All right. Now this is an agree or disagree. Normally you would hear, I'll say, I couldn't agree more. These are things that you will always hear on TOEFL. Okay, this is gonna be part of the course. Uh, part of the course, part of the course, you're going to get this in a word document, you're going to have it with you at all times, it's going to be a part of your Bible. All right, but and to let you know, this is very, very critical, isn't it though? All right. Now she says it's very easy. So let's look here. What does the man mean The software isn't convenient to use? B, he's not familiar with the software. C, using the software is simple. D, he wishes he bought that software. There's no wishing behind that. So basically we have using the software is simple. Is he agreeing or is he disagreeing? He's not familiar with the software. Software, it's not so much about him being familiar with it. It's about the software itself. So A and C are the two closest answers just because those are two main ideas, right? So that means, is he trying to say it's not convenient to use or it's simple to use? Going into the course, you're going to get that answer. And I would like you to comment down below and let me know. And of course, you can check the answers if you are on and previewing this directly on my Podia website, okay? Now, for those of you who may be seeing this little snippet on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram, you make sure you write your answer and I will respond to you, all right? So this one's a little, I like this one. I want to communicate with you guys a little bit more. And, you know, that's a great way to do it, so. Let's go on to the next one. <sighs> Number seven. And of Number course, seven. Long wait. You did bring the slide projector, didn't you? I brought it, but I'm afraid it's out of order. What? Okay, so here we go. Out of order. She said, you did bring this, didn't you? Yes, but it's out of order, meaning it is not working. What's the problem with the slide projector? Okay, now A, the man ordered it, but it hasn't arrived yet. It has, but it doesn't work. B is the answer. It isn't working. See, someone else is using it. It's not about anyone else using anything. It's about it not working. All right. Indeed, the man doesn't know how to operate it. No, out of order, meaning unop not operational whatsoever. It isn't working. All right. Now, going into number eight, it continues to get crazier. Number eight. Right. 
Your brother called. He wants you to meet him for dinner. Oh, really? Did he say when? Okay, your brother called, meet him for dinner. Oh, really? Did he say when? Here what we go. What does the man want to know? Now, obviously, the key word here is when. So, A, what time his brother called? Not what time, but when to meet him. B, where to meet his brother? It's not the where, it's the when. C, why his brother called? It's not the why, it's the when. D, when to meet his brother is the answer. All right, make sure you get those WH questions. Because if you don't, a question as easy as that will just flow and fly right past you. All right. Now, let's go into number nine. I'm going to be number going to nine. number 15, all right? Have you heard from Howard lately? Funny you should ask. Yesterday, from out of the blue, I got a letter from him. Okay, have you heard from this guy? Funny you ask. Yesterday, out of the blue. Out of the blue meaning out of nowhere. Surprise, unexpected. He got a letter from him. Out of the blue, idioms. Yes, this is idiomatic expressions are going to be a huge part of your TOEFL ITP. And in this course, I'm going to show you exactly in a lesson the different types of idiomatic expressions to be ready for. All right. Now, here we go. A, he left on a long trip yesterday. It's not about him leaving. B, his letter arrived unexpectedly. Now, it's not so much his letter. A, a letter did arrive unexpectedly, yes. But we don't know if it's actually his letter, although it was sent to him. But that's, a, that's an okay answer, but not the best. C, he seemed to be sad yesterday. It has nothing to do with it. And D, the letter he sent was very funny. No. So B is the closest best answer. Although a little bit weird, he did end up getting that letter. What does yesterday. the man say about Howard? His letter? Yeah. Okay. The letter he sent was very funny. He seemed to be sad yesterday. He left on a very a long trip yesterday. Nope. B is the next best answer. Six Number more questions. 10. If you don't like this studio apartment, I can show you a one-bedroom unit up on the third floor. All right. This one just doesn't have enough room for me. How does the man feel about the studio apartment? It doesn't have enough room, not much space. It's not very spacious. That's how he feels. So A, it's on the wrong floor, has nothing to do with it. It has to do with space. There are too many bedrooms, absolutely not. It's too small, absolutely correct. D, the rent is too high, has nothing to do with money. This is how we break it down, people. Remember, I took the TOEFL ITP and I scored a perfect score on the test. I Number know 11. Speaker, but still. I think I deserve a higher grade in chemistry class. Does Professor Welsh ever change the grades he gives? Sure, about once a century. Oh, once a century, another idiom. Okay, people. Once a century, another very, very difficult idiom. Not, not very difficult, but if you think about it, if you know what century means 100 years, and this professor changing grades, once a century, that means he never does it. That's all there is to it. So if we look at this, A, he'll probably give the man another grade. Probably not. <laughs> once a century. Come on, that's once a lifetime. B, he doesn't teach chemistry anymore. It's not about the man teaching chemistry anymore. Absolutely not. C, he rarely changes his grades. Absolutely correct. That is the correct answer. Once a century. D, he'll probably retire soon. Has nothing about him. Nothing to what do with can be inferred about Professor Welch from this conversation? 
that he never changes grades. You're stuck with the grade you get. And it's your fault. <laughs> Let's keep it running. Number 12. Four more. I wonder how I did on Professor Porter's test. Oh, she's already posted the grades on her office door. What does the man say about Professor Porter? She said, I wonder how I did. The man says, oh, he already posted the grades on the office door. Meaning she could hurry up and find out what her grade is. This is how we put the entire conversation together. Together, I mean. Hey, she mailed the grades to her students? No. She left the student's test in her office? No. She can't get into her office? No. She put a list of grades on the door. That's the answer. All right, now you're understanding. Oh, Arsenio, I'm getting it now. I see exactly what you're doing. This is phenomenal, but I need more techniques. That's what the course is here for. All right, so you make sure you get in touch with me if Number you are 13. or hit that link down below. I've invited some friends over to watch the game on television. I think I'll go out and get some drinks before they arrive here. Shouldn't you get some snacks too? What does the woman tell the man? Okay, the man wants to get drinks. The woman says, shouldn't you get some, uh, uh, what is it, snacks too? So she believes that he should get snacks as well as those drinks. A, he should get something for his friends to eat. Snacks, you eat. That's a very good answer. B, there isn't time for him to go out now. Negatory. See, the game, it's not about the game. It's about snacks. It's about what she said, not the game. D, he should have invited his friends to the game. He already did invite his friends to the game. So, of course, the answer would be, A, he should get his friends something to eat, too, as well as those drinks. We got two more questions, and you have 15 questions by yourself. Come on to my podium. Preview it. Do it. Comment down below. Let me know what your answers are, okay? And here we Number go. Number 14. Number 14. I'm going to drop my political science class. It meets too early in the morning for me. Alan, is that really a good reason to drop the class? What does the woman imply? Is that really a good reason to drop the class? He wants to cancel this class because it's too early. She says, really? Because it's too early? Is that really a good reason? See, I'm recreating the entire conversation in my own words so I can hurry up and choose the right answer. A, his class has been canceled. No, he wants to cancel it. B, he shouldn't drop the class? Absolutely, because it's really not a valid reason for him to drop the class, correct? C, an earlier class would be better? No, he doesn't need to study polit- Absolutely not. You guys see how I'm doing this? And the last question for this wonderful video, we're gonna be doing number 15, and then you'll have 16 to 30 to do by yourself. Excited. Number 15. Ah, number 15. I can hardly hear anything from back here. Let's just go home. Why don't we ask an usher if we can sit closer to the stage? Okay, she can't hear anything. He said, why don't we ask an usher, somebody, that, so that they could sit closer to the stage? And so what does the man what mean? What does the man suggest? Going up, asking someone so that they could sit closer. A, sitting in other seats? That's a pretty good answer. B, going home? No, the woman suggested going home. C, turning up the music? Didn't mention music whatsoever. D, asking the usher for a refund? Not asking them for the refund, asking them for other seats is what he said. Congratulations, people. 
That was a wonderful video. Now, again, the 16 through 30 is available on my Podia website. You're going to see the link down below if you are interested in, uh, what is it, the listening. Now, remember, the audio's there, and then you're going to have this podcast and this video. The second half is up to you. This is just a pretest. This is me going over some of the pretest. Now, if you want me to, of course, go over some of the questions and whatnot, I'll be more than happy to you comment down below in the community. All right. And in saying that, man, thank you so much for tuning into the very first video of this wonderful course. Stay tuned for more. We got part B and part C over and out.